All right, guys, a lot of dads lose their cool when they're parenting. And we yell because it feels like it's the only way for our kids to listen to us. But we almost always regret it. So if you wish you had a better way to put your foot down, you want to download the new podcast roadmap. We went back, found the 10 episodes that are going to train you to stop losing your temper. You listen to them in order, you let the lesson sink in, and within 10 days, you're going to start to be that calm, level-headed guy that your wife and kids respect. So head to thedurabledad.com backslash roadmap. It's simple to use, it's free, and everyone in your house is going to be better for it. Thedurabledad.com backslash roadmap. This is the Durable Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Geary. This show is going to give you the skills and tools you need to be a rock-solid man for your work, your community, and most importantly, your family. All right, what's up? Episode number 11. Today, we are going to figure out how to put our foot down and A lot of us are really good at putting our foot down with some anger behind it, with some frustration, with some pissed off energy. And today we're going to talk about putting our foot down in less of a reactive way and more of an intentional way. And we're going to talk about how powerful that can be in our relationships with our kids and at work and for us to get like what we want out of life. So we start with anger, right? When we put our foot down from anger, it actually works. And I think that's what perpetuates our behavior is that we use anger to try to control our kids and it works. They listen and then we try to do it more. Or at work, when we get pissed off at someone, they start to listen and they start to act the way we want them to act. And eventually, this type of behavior this trying to strong arm people into the way you want the world to work, it wears out. Our kids stop responding to our yelling. They start thinking, dad's just a hothead. Here he goes. He's going off again. And you become the guy in the office that's you know just kind of the asshole. So anger can feel like it's the only way to get our kids to do what they want, but it's not. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And this came up because I was working with one guy and he was working on not yelling as much. And there was this incident where they had a birthday party that they had to get to. He's got two kids and he did everything right. And by that, I mean, he gave himself plenty of time to get out the door. He planned ahead. He was patient. He was trying to keep it fun and light and make it a game. And the kids still weren't listening. And the time was ticking and his blood started to boil. And he got into one of those states where it's almost like we can see the crash coming. Like we can see that we're about to explode and we can't stop it. And then as your kids aren't listening and the clock's running, all of a sudden, There's like this quick instant where you go from having it all together to kind of losing your shit. And in this case, the client I was working with 
that happened. And he yelled, he scooped up his kids and he just started moving them and getting them out the door. And then afterwards, he's kind of like, ah, it's not how I wanted to show up. I tried to set myself up for success. They still didn't listen. And then boom, went back into my old behaviors of getting angry because it got me what I wanted and we got out the door. So sometimes we do have to put our foot down. We can't just let our kids not listen and we actually need to be somewhere. We actually need to get to this birthday party. So we want to put our foot down, discipline, but from a different energy than unfiltered kind of blind frustration and anger. And what we're going to be talking about are boundaries and how to set clear boundaries because When we can set boundaries, we're going to talk about what they are, but it's a sustainable way to build a relationship. And when you're consistent with your boundaries and how you show up, it starts to build trust and there's clarity and it's a really powerful tool to learn how to implement and apply to different areas of your life. So a boundary is an if-then statement. For example, this dude at work, he got transferred to a new division and the other senior vice president he was going to be working with kind of like parallel alongside, they shared employees underneath them and the two of them had different values. So my client that I'm working with, he was really working on having these blackout hours between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. where he didn't touch work, didn't look at it. It was family time. It was him time. And it was really paying off for him. He was feeling more aligned, more balanced. And going to work with this other dude, that guy's values were a little different. He was like a workaholic. And not that that's wrong, but he would be emailing at all hours of the night and texting at all hours of the night. So to use this as an example of a boundary, an if-then statement. So if you email me after 7 p.m., then I won't respond until 7 a.m. the next day. If they do this, then I'll do that. Now that's very like cut and dry robotic, but what it might sound like in Casual conversation is, hey man, looking forward to working with you. Want to just let you know that between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., I black out my calendar to focus on family and to focus on myself, and I don't touch work during those times. So if you happen to reach out during those times, I'm not going to respond until the next morning when I'm back online. That's a little more casual what the boundary could look like. So there's a few components that we want to be really aware of and that make a boundary a clean boundary. One, before we go set the boundary, we want to be clear on the reason we're doing it. And the reason that we're doing it is to have a better relationship with the person that we're setting the boundary with. All right. We're working on not having as much tension. We're working on communicating clearly. And the boundary puts it all on the table. It helps communicate what's important to us. And then another thing that we want to be aware of when we're setting a boundary is that the boundary is all about what we're going to do. So there's the if part of the statement where if this event happens, if you text me after 7 p.m., the then 
Statement is all about what you'll do because that's all we can control. We can only control our actions, our thoughts. So instead of focusing on trying to change the other person and control what they're doing, we're really aware that it's all about what we're going to do. And we're going to talk about upholding the boundary. But the boundaries not about being pissed at them or trying to change them or trying to tell them that they're wrong, they should have the same values as us, they shouldn't work that many hours, you shouldn't text me. It's not about that. We can't control what that other person is doing. We're just letting them know our boundary. If I receive a text message, if I get an email, then I'm not going to respond until a certain time. All right? And the goal here is not to change the other person, not to get back at them. It's to create a better relationship, good communication. All right, so that's what you want to think about before setting your boundary. What happens when the boundary is crossed? All right, And this is going to happen. It's actually when the real relationship starts to build. And when that person text messages my client after 7 p.m. in his blackout hours, he has to uphold the boundary. That's the big thing. You have to do what you said you were going to do. And this is the putting your foot down. And this is putting your foot down without anger. So boundaries crossed. Let's say a text comes in at 11 p.m. We want to look at our initial reaction because our initial reaction is probably going to be some of that anger, frustration, like I told you not to do that. You're not honoring what I asked. You're going to get kind of pissed off. This is when the emotional awareness that we talked about in last episode kind of comes in. Like, Be aware of that anger, that frustration, the thoughts, thinking that he should be a different way, not what the boundary is about. What we don't want to do here is respond, right? We want to uphold our boundary, which is wait until the next day and write back, hey man, getting back to you. I'm back online now. Here's your answer that you were looking for. Whatever it is, we, we're upholding our boundary and you'll know you're doing it right when there isn't anger there. So some mind management here is instead of thinking they shouldn't do this, we can think, yep, this is Jack, he's always emailing at all hours of the night. Of course he's going to do that. That's how he rolls, right? Just allowing Jack or whatever the heck the dude's name is to be Jack, not trying to change or manipulate him, right? And then there's like, that's what that guy does. There's some empathy there. There's some openness. And you're almost putting your foot down without doing anything. The putting your foot down is following the boundary. So this is the, that's like a pretty clear example at work with our kids. It's a little different. And the way I like to kind of frame it, it's from this podcast called Good Inside, Dr. Becky. She's got some gold in her podcast. If you ever want to listen to stuff on parenting and different tools, tricks, scripts, but for your kids, a boundary could look like if you're having a hard time listening I'm going to help and take you there. This is putting your foot down. All right, so let's go back to the guy I was working with that did everything right. He gave himself enough time. He had patience. And then, you know, the, the switch turns and he went into Hulk mode. 
at that moment, he could use this boundary. This is putting your foot down. If you do, if you're having a hard time, I'm going to do this. When you're a parent and you're a dad in this position, if you can get to a state where you notice the anger coming up, noticing you want to change the situation, and you can get to this script of, if you're having a hard time listening, if you can actually say those words, you're going to be coming from a place of empathy. You're going to be coming from a place of openness and it won't be anger. An anger boundary looks like if you don't listen, then I'm going to take the screen away for a week. It's those empty threats, those empty consequences where like we say them and we're like, shit, why did we just say that? Like, I'll be brushing my teeth with my daughter and I'll say, if you don't brush your teeth right now, we're not reading any books. And then I have to uphold that and she gets pissed and I'm kind of bummed because I wanted to read her books, right? Those empty threats are usually coming from a place of frustration. So let's recap. We are working on putting our foot down from a place of openness, empathy, rather than frustration, annoyance, quick reaction to anger. And the way that we're going to do this is set boundaries. So a boundary is an if-then statement. If this happens, then I will do this. And the reason that we're setting boundaries is to create a better relationship with the person we're setting boundaries with. It is not about trying to control the other person. The boundary, this is big, is all about what we will do because that's the only thing we can control is our actions, our thoughts, our words. So we're going to let the other person do what they're going to do and the boundary is about what we're going to do. And then once a boundary is crossed, it's really huge to uphold it. It's not even a boundary if we don't uphold it and we got to be consistent about it. And that's the putting your foot down part. Noticing that when the boundary is infringed on, maybe you get pissed off at first, but you manage your mind and you remind yourself that other people can do whatever they want. Our kids can be little jerks and we don't have to get pissed off about it. We can just stick to our boundary that we set. And it's going to change your relationships. Your communication is going to be different. And people actually admire this shit. Like if you're setting a boundary with your time management and trying to be more productive and you block out your availability from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. and you don't respond to emails and you don't go to meetings during those three hours or maybe it's just one hour. When we set boundaries and then we uphold them without getting pissed off at other people, that shows that you are someone that can control themselves, someone that's disciplined, someone that's a pretty big badass living an intentional life. And when you do it with your kids, the less amount of time you respond with yelling and anger, the more your kids are going to respect you. And you're setting an amazing example for them that you don't have to try to control other people. You can be more patient. You know, I'm going to bring up the word love because these boundaries with your kids, they actually come from a place of love. If you're having a hard time listening, I'm going to help you listen or I'm going to help get you to what we need to do. It comes from a place of like, I'm helping out. 
You're having a hard time. I see that. I'm going to help out. And there's love there. And that, putting your foot down, being assertive from a place of love and openness and empathy and respect for the other person will bring you tighter relationships, more respect from other people. It's a really powerful tool to learn how to implement and apply to different areas of your life. So that's what I got for you guys today. Boundaries. Hit me up if you have questions about this. Boundaries can get a little vague and confusing in different areas, but that's what I help guys with. TommyGCoaching.com and have an awesome day.